Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security talking about news. I am currently on location in, uh, what is it, Erica? It's Mechlin? Mechlin? Mechlin, um, where I am getting ready for BrewCon. So I'm really excited to be, uh, be in, you know, in Mechlin, getting ready for BrewCon. And it's actually my favorite conference in Europe. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but on this particular episode, which is brought to you by Black Hills Information Security, if you need a pen test or afraid of getting hacked, if you need SOC services, check us out. And also anti-siphon security training. Um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about just breaches. There's so many like huge breaches going on. We're going to talk about ransomware. We're going to talk about malware. We're going to try to obscurely talk about politics. It's going to be a show like all of our shows are when we do no this, this one's going to be special john special. this one is going to be special because we're going to be watching ralph's roof to see it if it's taken off and i am actually I, I, me i'm going to go to ralph's house and rip his roof off just to, just because you can now and it's like i can't because exactly. it's okay and then be like i don't know like the hurricane seemed to miss everyone except for this roof and the roof has like these these crowbar sized chunks taken out. Of it. It's weird. I needed a new roof. <laughs> I know that works. It's weird I'm sure there's some guy in Florida posting insurance fraud, or right. I mean, uh, yeah, your exactly. hurricane roof replacement services. They will be actually visiting my door uh, immediately after the hurricane, and they're going to look up and say, "Hey, there is one little ding there that looks like insurance." claim for damage from the hurricane we also somehow it. my pool has to be replaced and yeah, my mattress yes <laughs> what the hell were you doing <laughs> the hurricane the hurricane threw a log through the window and only punctured the mattress you weren't there john you weren't there <laughs> i swore an affidavit okay i, I swore it true i swore the affidavit scouts honor all right so let's jump straight into it so i'm really out of the loop because i've been traveling and stuff what the hell is going on with american airlines do they actually have data exposed or god uh, how do you people do it in europe every time i click a link every damn website's like do you accept <laughs> cookies click it do you I accept cookies ah oh! so, there's an uh, add-on for that but it doesn't give you any real cookies. Mm. Oh, gosh. No real cookies? That's what we're here for. So, so what's it? going on with this American Airlines thing? Other than it's a breach notification. that there Shocker, be- it's a fish. <laughs> the end of the day. But it said that the, the information was names, dates of birth, mailing and email addresses, phone numbers, driver's license, passport numbers, and medical information. And for all of that, for the low, low price, American Airlines is offering you Two years worth of identity protection from Experian. I was just running out. <laughs> Do we have a number? Do we have a count of the like number of records breached? No. At the end of the article, they talk about in 2015 they got 10,000. Right. It's just it's just like we that. messed up. Sorry. Yeah, and that that was like their 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 big big customers. Those are the big ones as well. But they're saying you know security is utmost importance. Blah 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 blah. Implementing additional safeguards. Practice of fraudulent communications, reputable source, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know like anything other than what they're giving us. And I don't really feel like they're giving us a hell of a lot here at all. It just they says never- a few. Literally, it says a few. <laughs> what does that mean? I feel like uh, Uber was breached and released way more data like right away than this one. Are we at least I- seeing like... <laughs> data maturity when breaches occur at least like uh who's good um, with social media advertising on it like right 
well i think that this one well it kind of says a decent like it says like it was a fish it says it they accessed uh you know someone's email account so it's business email compromise like so i guess they'll probably just like go in that person's inbox and look at everything they had access to and then just send all those people you know identity theft protection coupons and then move on (laughs) get that email every week you were listing up the things that got taken and i'm seemed like you were listing things forever i'm more curious what was not part of that breach (laughs) is there Isn't that isn't that always a great question? Let's start with what wasn't hacked. Since you're not going to go with what was hacked, let's start with what wasn't hacked, and we'll work backwards. That's and honestly a good I tip. Something the airplanes are good. It hasn't right. been hacked. That's actually never. that's actually a good CISO tip. Is start with the things that didn't get hacked. No yeah. planes crashed that we know of. No planes <laughs> firmware. Like, like start with the big picture. No. Whoa, wait, 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 we're getting an update. We're getting an update. Okay, we can't say the planes weren't hacked. Never mind. Uh, cross that one out. <laughs> this just yeah. in. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah, I also, yeah, I mean, I guess like the only takeaway I have from this is that companies should actually be like sanitizing inboxes on a regular basis and like protecting what access they, what, what is allowed to be stored in people's inboxes, email inboxes, having retention policies, that kind of stuff. Like it's one of those things, like, I don't know if there's any products or tools, but I feel like there should be, you know, an email blast radius added into like the, you know, concept of like how much emails do you have that people can access all that stuff? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's something to think about. I don't know if there's any tooling for that, but yeah. just kind I of can't think of any. But that is, that is a good idea. Proxmox has got a really interesting take. Uh, they said in a recent Intel Techniques podcast, M. Basil stated his opinion that state issued driver's license info should be considered to be public data. I no longer want to get my underwear bunched up over yet another breach of that particular tidbit of what is used <laughs> to be considered non public data. And I, I don't know, like, you know, I could go either way on that, right? It's kind of like with hospitals, they no longer ask for your social security number because legally you don't have to give people your social security. Number. The only place that you have to give your social security number is associated, I believe, with just taxes, I believe. Um, so most hospitals are now asking for your date of birth and then correlating based on that. But my problem with basically that that bit of information is there are so many different companies that utilize your driver's license as a proof of identification to get services that it's not just an issue of just that one thing like public data or not public data, but it's basically changing the perception and the way organizations treat that driver's license data that I think is probably the bigger issue. I don't know. What do you guys uh, think of the, did, have of the you, idea? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It. I don't know how many people here have taken like online tests for like college, right? They actually make you scan your ID on the camera. I think Sands does it as well. Oh, yeah. And they ask the first yeah. one's like driver's license. And I'm always like, oh, I don't want to give that. So I have like some super old college IDs from like 2007 <laughs> that I have scanned that just barely looks enough like me. But I like driver's license IDs. I could understand being public, but I still don't want to give it away just in case. Like I've had well, weird stuff happen with my driver's license in the past where like cars all of a sudden get tickets wait, and then they get back to me. <laughs> so here's, here's my biggest thing with it. And you're right. I mean, you're right. Right. But the one that makes me really, really uncomfortable is verification of who you are whenever you go into a cell phone store. 
you go into a cell phone store and you say, Hey, I've got this phone here. Uh, it's broken. Um, I need to transfer it to this phone here. Um, and the SIM cards broke. Can you guys just transfer that over? And they're like, well, Mr. Strand, in order for us to actually do this SIM cloning thing, we're going to need some ID and you show them a driver's license. And they're like, okay, good to go. And they just make the transfer for you. Right. That's all the verification that you need. Mm. And if that was completely public, it would be just absolutely just super K to do yeah, some. That's- you know, I mean, sorry. It's already super yeah. easy, yeah. but it would be easier. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so so that's a, where, what I think is that someone who's an OSINT expert like Michael Basil or Bazel or however you pronounce it is not a good source on what is public data because to him, everything <laughs> is public data. <laughs> like if, if yeah. you're good at OSINT, Every almost everything is public data, but there's a difference between someone that's an expert like him going out and finding data that's trivially easy to find if you know where to look versus going on mydriverslicense.com, typing in anyone's name and getting a photo ID. Like there's there's a difference, and I think it's like an ease of access thing. But I'd also like to remind you that some states. Uh, still have social security number on the driver's license. And if you haven't gotten your driver's license updated, um, it was a thing like it was back when I was getting my driver's license in Ohio, but they were like, oh yeah, we took this social security number off. So now it's Mm -hmm. more secure. It's like, okay, but what if my grandma had a 10 year old license or or like five year, however long they expire? Like, I don't know. The uh, military ID used to have the social security number on it, just written straight off. Um, I, I think I'm pretty... Ah, geez, I'm, I have to go look at the last ID I had, but I think they removed it uh, with the CAT card, the actual just writing the social security number right on there. But I mean, okay. you know, obviously you, the federal government uses So that I'm just going to throw this out there. What is what is sensitive data? Yeah. Right. Yeah. For a person. Like seriously, driver's license, I can get anybody's social security number for $5 through TransUnion. Um, and we do it in pen tests, right? Very rarely because it absolutely freaks our customers right the hell out. It's like, here's all of your loans. This is your card. This is how much you paid for everything. And people are like, what? How did you get that? It's like five bucks. Um, but so what would we actually consider to be like, like, like what would, what would be information if it was online for you that would make you feel uncomfortable? Where is that creepy line now? You know, kind of using that Google documentary, oh, you know, what I'm, is the creepy line? I'm, totally I'm already uncomfortable. I'm already uncomfortable. I've always been. You just treat totally. everything like it's critical. <laughs> and so you assume everything's breached, assume everything's critical and everything's there and just try to give a little away as possible. At least that's like my tea, like, especially like just with like put using IDs. But the thing is I've searched enough on the internet and done enough OSINT to know that if you really wanted to find me and my s- several like large amounts of information on me, it's easy to get. Okay. But yeah, we still go back scary. to the core question. Aside from the paranoid <sighs> yeah, people yeah. on the show, what is the, <laughs> okay, here, here's, okay, here's what's sensitive. Here's what's sensitive to me. Real-time location data is sensitive okay. to me. I don't want people knowing where I am at any given time. Like, the the concept of, like, where I live, I'm fine with that. But, like, if I'm at the grocery store versus if, if I'm at home, that's creepy to me. Like, if you're able to get that granular of data on where I'm at. Photos, personal photos, obviously my nudes leaking, that's going to cause a lot of, I mean, maybe more <laughs> subscribers on my OnlyFans, but it's going to cause a lot of other problems for me in my life. So like, that's not great. Um, I would say like SSN, I still try to protect, even though you can buy it for $5 because a lot of attackers, you'd think they wouldn't have $5 to go around. Um, 
So I guess those for me are the three big ones is like my current location and then like my photos, personal, private, you know, like experiences I've had, family photos, things like that are private to me. And then like SSN, even though, but mainly like it's about how you use it. Like that's what matters to me. It's like right. if someone's using it, I want to know. That's like, but it's I'm like Apple. If it's posted online, you start to get really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, like so and people that are listening you know we got a bunch of people you know type in the chat like where's your creepy line like what makes you <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go with ralph and say browser history for sure like that would be oh like, browser history okay, yeah that was on history yes everyone's gonna know immediately after looking at my history that i'm just a poser who googles everything right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right no one's gonna sign up for your class your your class you're just googling like how to do a class like during your class. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you would think it would be any information that someone needs to impersonate you for an identity sake or for some sort of service or something. But at that point, or at this point, all of that is just everywhere already. So kind of yeah. like you said, yeah. be more concerned about my location data so, than anything. And now yeah. everyone has a smartwatch and you got your Garmin that shows where you run. And data and brokers. Strava, and that shows your house location. And it's yeah, just... Strava's trying to obfuscate by a half a mile your starting point. Yeah, yeah. you can oh. add that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that going to be Not that you where... can't go back in history before they started doing that. Oh, no, right. they actually. So an interesting bit about Strava um, is that recently they they made it the default to hide the first some. It's like an eighth of a mile or half a mile of all your activities. So that was like. Yeah. That was not a you can go and turn this off or you can go and opt out or opt in. Like they know that it's a problem and they made it like I feel like it's rare for a company like that to make a default option for the private option. So I thought mm -hmm. that was somewhat noteworthy, but I think it's great. I think it's a step in the right direction because I agree with you that real time location is definitely over the creepy line. And the reason why I'm bringing this up and I'm kind of trying to drive this home is it kind of ties into these data breaches. And it's like, why does nobody give a shit? And it, the reason why is because no one cares, anymore, right? Um, we've had so many breaches, like the OMB circular, or sorry, the um, OMB uh, breach from a number of years ago where the SF-86 documents were, were breached. That I was in there, and that was literally everybody, right, that had a clearance at the time. And that kind of breaks things open for you. Equifax, like, there's, there, we're really getting to the point of when we're talking about data privacy and data security, where is that line that we are trying to protect? And where's the line where we actually care? And yeah. right now, I like I seriously don't know where that line is. Like I know my social security number is leaked online. I know my cookies driver. are bad. Tokens and cookies, those are bad. Like anything the that gives you real yeah. I would really hate it if my bash history Okay. Was <laughs> I would say anything that I, I guess Million like typos. Tier one would be anything that gives someone real time access to your accounts. Okay, right. if it, like it breaking up into tears, I can dig that because right. like there you have been breaches. <laughs> there have been breaches that have been like, here's an auth cookie. Like here is a like they breach the whole database and it includes like session token. You could just like put it in your browser and now you're valid. That's like tier one. I don't know. I, I feel like SF86 is tier one. That's like tier literally one. like right. so, everything. It's like, oh, you smoked a joint in 1982. That's on there. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Rainer said, real talk, my creepy line recedes every year as I learn how much of my public persona is available in the wild. But I'm also more cautious about providing information, not because I'm worried about the publicness of it, 
but what are they using it for? Right. If they are yeah. using it for authentication information in public, it's useless info. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's a really good way to look at it. It's like, and that's there was a talk at um, San Diego um, Wild West Hacking Fest that was by the the Extreme Privacy guy, or um, I forget his name, but it was an awesome talk. And he basically said like, anytime you can give fake or wrong information, do. If it doesn't, yeah. like mm -hmm. at Trader Joe's or whatever, if you're signing up for some loyalty account, it doesn't matter if you're Steve Jobs or if you're using your real name or like you can use a burner phone number, you can use a fake name, you can like, like anytime you can give a fake answer, do. And if they're using it to authenticate who you really are, like it's all built so they can sell your data. So if you give them yeah. fake data, that doesn't help. I don't know. So yeah. in that same vein, by the way, it was the OPM breach, not the, OM, the OMB because I'm tired. Sorry, we we so. got, we figured it out. I, figured, we, we I, I, thought, it, I thought it was bad audio to tell you the truth. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm tired. I actually misspeak all the time anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Jay Serhawk said you got to plant your flag somewhere. But to see, but you see, when you start thinking about this, this is a really effed up mental exercise to start doing and being like, well, what what is my private data? What am I trying to protect? And mm -hmm. it's like. So OG so, Captain Crunch asked if like, cause Google maps tracks you on GPS, right. And you can go back and look yeah. where you were. How dare they? It, it, right. yeah, it's, it's horrible, but I've had my sister got bought. Someone filed that she got hit in a hit and run and she hit them and ran away. And her car was like toast anyway. It was like, but she was able to use that GPS data to show that she was not in that area at that time in her car. And the cops took it and like, yeah, this guy's lying false insurance and so there's one thing if you're being tracked you can use it for a positive every now and then <laughs> but that could so easily be spoofed uh, like yeah. how easy would that, like hey I insurance guess, company took it that's all that's all that in, in that scenario like it's fraud versus fraud right like i can just make i can just doctor up a screenshot that says i did not do any crimes like i don't know like, <laughs> I, I, psychic like, paper yeah, like how would how would they validate that? I, I don't know. It, it I guess, it, like that is an interesting idea, but that's like that's like the argument of like, well, you have nothing to hide. Hold on, right? hold on. So it's like Corey, what he's really talking about though, and they do this in court cases too. It's combining that information, so like that one piece that you could have faked with like another piece and like another piece and another piece, right? Um, and some of that data is getting captured on us all the time, right? Um, and, you know, it could be used in a positive way. I mean, it's a weird, like, edge case, but, you know. Yeah. You can yeah, I don't know. I think it's throwing out the baby with the bathwater. That's like being like, well, we're eating uh, green goo now, but it's healthy. We, we're, we're healthy. <laughs> it's, no uh, more burgers, no more hot dogs, none of that, but it's healthy. It's like, but I miss my pizza. Well, speaking of breaches, did we talk about the two big ones? Uh, let's talk about the uh, Uber hacker. We talk well, about that's, that's what I'm going. I, you're you're okay. well. Okay. He's not just the Uber hacker. He's yeah, the he's also he's the, the rock star hacker as well. Rock the star everything hacker. hacker. Rock star Uber hacker. Well, also he's in lapsus. He's he's hacked everything. He's hacked lab. Yeah. He's is in lapsus. Is lapsus like like it, it, it? They all meet each other on TikTok when they were 15. Like yes. seriously, we yes. got one of them it was, was a hacker talk and they got shut down and now they're still together. It's like a band. Oh, they, they they were in the fan club for BTS and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he. He was this arrested. hasn't been confirmed, right? No, this is, this is all the, the information that we're going to give is all speculation. There is no real public proof that says that the person that was arrested last weekend is the person who hacked Uber and Rockstar. 
Yes. I love However, I love the seventeen-year-old who immediately jumped to those to that conclusion. Now, yeah, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that was them. However, <laughs> these eighteen and seventeen-year-olds—they're hanging out. Let me let me give you, yeah, let me give you some interesting points of proof. Um, first of all, they posted uh, illicit photos in the company chat of Uber, which isn't something that most attackers would probably do. So that maybe is a lapsus IOC. <laughs> okay yeah and so uh the other thing is the rockstar thing i feel like that's kind of a meme right like gta 6 when like you know it's yeah. kind of hacking like, the video i guess game, it's right? like it's like normal who, kid stuff goes back who, to hacking a video game total kid thing who cares i i guess i'm just like they didn't if it was like no north korea game. if it was north korea what were you going to do? Were you going to make a <laughs> modded version of GTA six that like has North Korea as Kim, the best country Kim in the Jung world? Like, really wanted that GTA six yeah. now. All right. And was really, it's been nine years. Did. I mean, he's in that generation and he like went to school <laughs> in Switzerland and I don't know. He did. I, he did. He, he went to, honestly, you're right. Yes, I, I do. I think he is. That's, I, there's I, a possibility. I, I, but so it, there's it a seems lot like stunt hacking from a seventeen. There's a lot of stuff yeah. to unpack here, but it was the FBI in coordination with uh, the United Kingdom and, in this case, the City of London. Um, now we don't have any exact proof that this was the ex exact attacker, but there's also um, I, I do believe because of the privacy laws and the fact that he's under uh, eighteen, we're not getting a lot of this information. Um, there was also speculation, or more importantly, that this individual had already been arrested for uh, attacks on Microsoft and on, um, uh, it was somebody else too, um, and had already been associated. So um, again, uh, don't have like the full proof. But as Corey brought it up uh, earlier, we don't have any proof, but that's what the court is for, right? Um, so that's where, and you know, the has proof or lack of proof ever stopped us doing rampant speculation on this show and on Twitter. Oh, I feel like it, it's a Darknet Diaries like story one. They go and hack someone and then they get arrested yeah. and then they're like, you know what? Just one more hack. Who cares? Like I'm already going. I will tell you this. When the actual evidence comes out, it was good detective work that found this guy, not probably some, you know, spying program that, you know, was no no it was always good tech it was the fundamentals our men on cool. the street were walking walking around hey knock on the door are you hacking uber <laughs> no okay next door all right everybody we got a hack on grand theft auto and rockstar all right we're gonna start with 16 year olds and start put out an <laughs> apb security <laughs> sir i didn't mean it that way if, like, just like, if the federal government wants to get I'm you at, i'm at us like a 17 to 18 year old no way that's how <laughs> oh no oh so if, if the um, federal government wants to get you, they will find you. The hard part is proving that uh, it was detective work. Yeah. So, okay, here's an interesting... Here's an, here's an, Rolf and I were having a little bit of a debate about this earlier. Like, the whole... Like, it's kind of... It almost seems, like, draconic to be like, you can't access a computer. You can't type LS in any directory for the next three months until you're sentenced. Like, oh, I, I don't know, like, how... Because, but it also at the same time, it does just seem really stupid that like this person's like already been arrested and they just let him back and then he goes and acts Uber. It just seems a little, I like what is just how, yeah. Bit. How do you if you're the like John? Let's say like you're the cops and you just arrested someone for hacking and for some reason you have to let them go. How do you stop them from doing evil things and not just keep them from accessing? any information i don't know put them on a cruise ship I, <laughs> oh, that's actually really good like, 
I just can't use this satellite internet. The internet just answer this question. This is impossible. I imagine them like really slow internet. Like your sentence is back to dial up. You sent your sentence back to dial up. It's Usenet. Good luck. Oh, even worse than dial up. Well, but like, so someone said, how do they not take his tech? You can get new tech. I mean, you could probably hack Uber from a phone, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, just open up the app. It's hacked. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's tough because it's also like you know he has to attend the sentencing hearing on Zoom. Like, you know he has to yeah. like go. Like, he probably. Ha- I, I see. I just keep thinking the Offspring song. If you're under eighteen, you won't be doing any time. It's like, all right, so we arrested you when you're sixteen. You're still not eighteen. Don't break yeah. the law. And he's like, what are you gonna do? It's all going to be expunged from my record anyway. So, oh my gosh. So, I, yeah. well, it's not going to be expunged from his future hiring record. Like, no. you know, like that's the thing is like, no, nah. he's going he's gonna to end up conference. He's going to end up going to cons. And the UK has a really good uh, rehabilitation program too for kids who get caught hacking and then they put them in a program and it's like internships and stuff like that. Is it, it should be bug life. bounties. It's it should be bug bounties. China. But right. so does you China, know, China just disappeared though. <laughs> you do realize that he's going to be on the list, right? The first guy they're going to look for when anything happens, right? So like, uh, yeah. this movie, which hacker, is probably how they caught him this time. <laughs> how many, how many systems did uh, zero cool bring down? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. It wasn't Uber. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. All right. So the next story, um, I, I don't know why this cracks me up, but the Lockbit ransomware builder was leaked online by a quote-unquote angry developer so this okay this is why this cracks you up because this is just an insider threat on an (laughs) 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 turtles all the way down man dude no one's immune from the attacks that they create you know what i mean no no this is an insider threat dude this they didn't this is totally a disgruntled employee leaking company secrets. No, I know. Yeah. Like, like people who like attack misconfigured security are also vulnerable to that, misconfigured security. That right? would be like, a great story if one of the ransomware operators got ransomed by a different ransomware operator. That, it had to happen, right? It's going to happen. I'm sure that happens. <laughs> I'm but sure. It, it, you know what? Anytime we do assumed compromise, anytime, but a lot of times we're talking about assumed compromise assessments or insider threats. For a long time, I always had customers like, well, can you give me a legitimate example of when an insider threat, I, and you go to Carnegie Mellon and they have like full database of insider threats. And this, this is the one I'm going to use from here on out. <laughs> this, this is the example. Ask them how use. they pay their developers. How do you yeah. pay your developers? Do you think you pay them enough to not leak your source code? <laughs> you, you, do you pay them in Bitcoin? Because that may be a sign. Um but I, I don't know. I just love it whenever these groups tear it, tear themselves apart. I, mm. I just, it's just a little thing that makes me smile. I guess. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think it, and I think this is pretty much par for the course. Like the, a lot of the big spam botnets were brought down by like their competitors being like, we hate you. Here's all the source code. Here's like, it's, it's like, because hackers treat each other horribly, they end up screwing each other over so much. And it is kind of, it's like there's no honor among thieves, right? So like mm-hmm. there but I will say if you are a ransomware developer, you got to pay your employees, you got to give them benefits. You got you got to really take care of them because if you don't, we know what happens. Well, yes, agreed. Agreed. And the other thing that I think is great about this isn't isn't that it's bad things happening to bad people. 
But I think it's absolutely fantastic that they have to deal with the same bullshit that organizations have to deal with, right? They're going to have know? like DLP now. Just went up because we because. have called DLP. <laughs> and let's remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, DLP has never stopped a determined attacker nor you're like you're a dlp vendor and you're like okay what's your use case well we develop ransomware (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's like oh well yeah we're gonna need a we're gonna need a license for crowdstrike too Uh, oh yeah you gotta secure those endpoints the dlp vendors right now are making new ads that target ransomware Mike B triple zero one just said ransomware actually finally build DLP that works. Yes. <laughs> yes. They build their own. That's what actually, that's what these black hats actually do is they build their own. So maybe we could get something out of this. Maybe someone writes like, it's like the anti source code leaker ransomware. And like somehow if you like email someone, if you email someone saying you have some information, it just disables your account. So one of the, okay. So you mentioned that, but it's interesting. Um, how often like, We've had that kind of arc. Like if you look at virtualization, all the virtualization technologies that we use today are absolutely based on rootkit technology. Um, like if you go back to, um, if you go, uh, what is it? Uh, I want to say it was a subterfuge rootkit, um, but Microsoft actually worked at the University of Michigan and they developed the full rootkit technology that became the baseline of Microsoft's virtualization technology. And VMware absolutely started based on rootkit technology. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that, you know, this will become the DLP technology. It's like you do something <laughs> wrong. We've locked your files. And until you go to user awareness training, you you that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the... the, the, the ransomware and, and not ransomware, but like botnets beat us to the punch on a lot of things that now are considered standard features oh, in C2. Right? Look at, so. look at uh, fast flux and double flash to, uh, fast flux technologies. All of that is CDN um, technologies, the, the concepts of load balancing. That's absolutely what botnets were doing back in the day. And now that's your CDN technologies. So I don't know. That's once again, I'm an old man, <laughs> you know, from back what it was in my day. We had yeah, station. It was great. Uh, user mode Linux, boys and girls. Let's talk about that. No one. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So we got another story I want to switch to. Um, malware bytes blocking Google's domains. So did anybody else read this? Because I, I think that this is hilarious. And I think it's a cautionary tale that we've seen again and again and again. This is the intern ha- looking at a threat report, copying all the mm-hmm. IOCs, pasting it into the tip. And be like, oh, there's a Google domain in that this. one. I love this. <laughs> we, we literally talked about this last week, poisoning the well. Yeah. Right? Yep. yep. We talked about it. I wanted to do it with NTDLL and just slowly move IOCs into ND, NTDLL until it just says this is malware. See, Google See, is a really I don't kid. think it was an intern. I think it was the artificial <laughs> intelligence. I think it was the artificial intelligence algorithm. I'm with Corey on this. Because if you remember a number of years ago, I can't remember if it was Silence or uh, a pretty, god damn, was it Silence or CrowdStrike uh, that basically nuked Chrome.exe. And rumor has it, um, the way that that actually happened is a security testing firm was basically taking their malware, chunking it up, and kept resubmitting parts of their malware in Chrome.exe again and again and again and again and again and again and again, and eventually trained the artificial intelligence algorithm once it reassembled Chrome.exe. Sorry, the malware had parts of Chrome.exe in it, and they kept resubmitting it. And they basically just trained it to just nuke Chrome.exe, and it uninstalled Chrome across all of their different customers. And um, 
There's also some Windows libraries before that one. So there's been examples, a lot of examples actually, of artificial intelligence actually being trained to take something legitimate and then just nuke it. And that's what I think this is. I will say if Malwarebytes has like a privacy mode, this is a great feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More DLP. All of your internet. You won't be able to search anything, access your email or do anything, but you will not have your data mined by Google. And that's, mm. that's a win for everybody yeah. involved. Well, um, did you guys hear that Chrome is now going to block DNS or excuse me, block ad blockers in yeah, Chrome. I'm switching, I'm switching to Firefox. Like, yeah. I, and, and I don't know if Edge is going to do it. I know that it's built on so top. Did they confirm that? Because I heard like conflict. I've heard this conflicting times. Where, like you yeah. said, and then it's more of like the back end. Like they're changing the way ad blocker would work, and then not uh-huh. they ad blocker would then have to change. So I haven't seen any official documentation from Google yet that it's going to. Yeah. I Ooh, think this is so- just the masses yelling. The mass, it could be, you could totally I think they're introducing the feature to be able to do it. And that's why people are losing their minds. Yeah. Like they are, which begs the question, why would you do that if you don't have plans to do it? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, Google is an ad company. You can go look at their FCC filings. How do they make money? Ads. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess. So, okay, here's my thing on this. And I, I, we should talk about it. Like, Okay, so I do sort of agree that like ad blockers break the internet. Like fundamentally, if you don't have any revenue, it breaks a lot of things. Like it, it it prevents certain models of business from working, like news or other like a lot of whatever you want to call it. You know, advertising based revenue is like kind of how the internet was set up from the start. Like, but at the same time, I feel like you can't just say, okay, we're stopping this and not offer a solution or like a a way to fix this. And like, there are examples of like ways, blockchain stuff where like, if you don't want to see ads, you can pay, you know, whatever tiny sub, you know, amount of, um, tiny currency to not see ads on the site. Or there's, there's freemium models where like, if you pay for New York times or whatever, you don't have to see their ads. But I guess like, I feel like Google should offer a solution if they're going to make this the if they're going to say this problem is like, this is a, you know, a problem. <laughs> their solution is for you to pay for their premium services. Like in terms of YouTube, they're running like 10 ads now to watch a video. Well, so but I mean for AdSense. Of ads or pay for premium for AdSense. Yeah, I guess, but like how it, they make money, right? Cause they yeah. make money from people buying their ads, which like, that's what I don't get is like, yeah, I, I, that, yeah I don't. we're getting we're getting to some deep philosophical questions here today. Right? <laughs> we just have to remake the internet. It should take what ten minutes max. The answer is Web three It's obviously Web three <laughs> I knew right? it. Was oh, no. We're going to go with this, but no. I, I, so if you look at Brave, you know their model is you can you can actually have. You can have ads, of course, but then some websites you can actually do some crypto mining while you're visiting their website. You get paid to look at ads. Yeah. And and you split the revenue. Right. And I think that that's interesting. But once again, you know, you look at the energy consumption associated with doing that. And I think that that becomes a bit of a concern. Um, but what, okay. So what, what the hell is our model if, if we don't have that, right? Because mm-hmm. the internet needs to run on something. We don't, um, we don't give them, we don't let ads get malicious. You have to make, how do, how do we allow list ads? So malicious ads stuff. So as like a defender, uh, we have ad blocker installed, like right. we have the paid yeah. version, right? How, I would yep. be okay if people got ads, if I knew 
those ads were checked and allowed. Right. Exactly. Like if, how do we, right? so do that? Have verified vendors start checking and allow premium ads. All right. Okay. Fine. But Google could to totally me. do this. They could. Google, I, they I could agree. Have, yeah. They, they totally missed the ball on this or they dropped the ball because instead everyone's pissed and they're going to switch to Firefox, which great. That's fine. But like, I feel like there has to be a long-term solution because like everyone's going to switch to Firefox and then companies are still going to be like, Hey, we're not making any money. So either yeah, do this or the internet. While there were a bunch of websites, if you went to them, they literally threw up an error message that said, Hey, yeah, this website's not loading correctly. Probably yeah. because blocker there's yeah i think that happened and there still are there still are yeah i believe gamestop uh it may just be me but <laughs> gamestop throws up an error and i have ad blocker and and i yeah. had to go in so, incognito mode in order to view gamestop uh, someone yeah, has to solve it basically i'm uh, let me just as someone who means absolutely nothing to the internet let me just say i'm putting out the call <laughs> someone needs to fix this because it like if we move to Firefox, that's totally fine, but it's just applying a Band-Aid to a bigger problem, which is that Google is trying to make billions of dollars from your data and your ads and your eyeballs, and that way of monetizing things is not going to last forever, and we need to find something Because there will never be enough. It'll always have to be more and more. Do you, right, remember, Net Zero? Do you remember Net Zero? Oh, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that you got free internet, but you had an ad bar right there the entire time. Uh, um, God, it Walmart was... did it. It was like Walmart Blue or something uh, like that. Oh. Where you got free dial up and it like took up like a quarter, but I loved it because I was broke and it worked. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I it just and they hey, are, yeah. guys, guys, we have to get off this story. We have to get off this story. All right. So our next story is AdGuard's new ad blocker struggles with Google's payment. No, that's not <laughs> <laughs> right. no, wait, wait, wait. Here, Someone here, just fished John. Here's the story. Someone next just... story. Adware on Google Play and Apple stores installed 13 million. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, security researchers found 75 applications on Google Play and another top 10 in Apple's app store engaging in ad fraud. They had oh, 13 million. So this goes back to what Wade was talking about. Like, this is absolutely it's, insane. And like I keep saying, the problem isn't uh, ad blockers. The problem is everybody is freaking terrified of malware coming in the form of Well, ad this tech. isn't even malware. This is just fraudulent ad. Like, this is just like, it just makes them money it, because see, of it, I, it generates impressions. Like, but at this know. point, I don't see it as a difference at this point, right? Like the malware or whatever they're doing in fraudulent ads, it's still, it's just creepy as hell. It's and, malicious. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's malicious. You're, it's, it's arbitrary traffic coming from your device that you didn't consent to. Yeah. Yes. And this is just one of, uh, uh, I keep saying this, the problem isn't ad blockers. The problem is ads are freaking scary. And I, I like, I, I don't know. Once again, I don't know what the hell the solution is. I used to think that crypto mining in the browser and that would be a way that websites could make revenue was a good approach. It's and the, it is. I think it. that's the approach. Um, it, it, and I, like, I would rather have like a legitimate, like crypto miner and a network set up with disbursement of funds from the crypto miner where I get some of those funds. And then the people, the websites that I go to get some of those funds directly cut freaking advertisements out of it completely. Um, because if you're looking at crypto mining, I think that that's a more containable problem insofar as defining what it is that's allowed to run on the browser rather than saying ads. Yes. Um, the, yes. The, ads are so much more complicated 
Um, and seriously, I use Brave like on my phone. That's my mm-hmm. browser that I use. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, like the crypto mining. I mean, I know that you can do like Monero and some of the different currencies that are out there are a lot less CPU intensive. So it's, uh, it's not, it shouldn't be mining in the browser. Like th- there, there are ways to do it that are eco-friendly and don't like proof of stake. You don't do any mining. There's no mining. It's just, I mean, there is like some computational stuff that's on chain, but, but really the, the, the only thing that matters is that some big company is going to have to implement this. Like someone is going to have to like, it's going to be, have to be Google or some or Mozilla or one of these, like people aren't going to go and find an alternative browser. They're going to use whatever comes with their phone. Like people aren't going to like go into the settings and look at where do I, what's the wallet address where I deposit funds. So I don't see ads. Like no one's going to figure that out. Like you have to make this the thing that is default. And that's like, someone's going to have to step up. I don't right. know. It's time for you to step up, Corey. Create this premium right. ad company. I'll, uh, I'll do some, de- I'll, I'll, I'll we got this. We can do it. We can do it. Is, um, I think this is a good chance for some, it's like Mozilla and because they're well known to actually step into it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yes. <laughs> Someone needs it. to step up. It's got to be it's got to be Mozilla or you know Brave is a great option but it's also the ad people who purchase ads have to have to be on the same page. Like New York Times needs to allow me to use my cryptocurrency to like have a subscription and not have to go through a middleman and you know yeah. they collect all my data and all that. So. Yeah. No. True. True. All right. So uh, the next story we've been joking about you know, NSO group in the United States trying to get NSO group level data and all of that. And uh, Vice released an article, a U.S. military bought mass monitoring tool that includes internet browsing and email data. Um, I don't know. And no one was why. surprised. Yeah. So is this, <laughs> like, is this posted by Edward Snowden like five years ago? <laughs> I don't know, but they're paid $3.5 million Wow, that's a deal. Augury. And once again, this is just a data aggregation site, right? Yeah. Um, they just got tons of data from multiple different locations and they can actually pull it back in to a centralized location as well. It's threat intelligence though, you know? Well, so <laughs> this is where, this is actually really interesting. This is really interesting because like Ralph said, this is intelligent. Like it's so tough because I guess what is the like what is the law for for like f- what counts as warrantless wiretapping and is illegal and what is just oh well I, this is 50 people googled big butts in 1996 well, like I, I i can answer that question um specifically whenever the military is looking at their data they look at two different types of data signaling versus content data so if you're actually looking at signaling data consider that to be your tcp ip header right and they can gain access to that. And also some of the actual payload data, as far as like URLs and things like that, they generally look at that as signaling data that you have to give away in order for your packets to get transferred. And that also includes cell phone locational data. Uh, you have no right to privacy for your cell phone locational data. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Your cell phone needs to know how to find other cell phones. The content is usually where they start to draw the line once they actually start getting into that payload associated with it. Um, then you've got to go FISA or get a warrant whenever you're dealing with U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, but this seems like this is a data aggregation platform that was a bit different, right? And specifically, they're saying things like, and this is what blows my mind. They say that this platform makes a wide array of different types of internet data available. It 
These types of data include packet capture data related to email, remote desktop, file sharing protocols. Um, and PCAP is basically full packet capture. Oh, that could be totally useless, by the way. But depending. I know it, it absolutely could be because isn't most of that crap actually in TLS? Yes, for sure. I think, oh, okay, there, there's two oh, ways to look at this. There's this some could other be, stuff too. Well, DNS, it's but again, that they're isn't always clear text. And this is team, I, I'm going to mispronounce it because it's 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 Welsh, I believe, but team Crimeu. Um, that's not how it's pronounced, but um, that's where they're actually getting this. And they said it's not exactly clear where they're getting this data as well. So, so this are you trying to read my message or are you trying to find out where I've been and where I am that, right now? That, because that's there's nothing else you could do with packet captures. And that, sure, that is very sensitive, right? Ask your intent. Ask your intent. And that's probably what they're looking for right like which is yeah and yeah no life, i agree right? i don't know there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of metadata that can draw a very big picture and everyone's worried about the photo that they sent right? yes correlating that data with other data yes exactly yeah. i That's think what, what this is is just someone figured out how they could convince the government to give them 3.5 million dollars for a pile of crap but that's like <laughs> you also, could you could I'm potentially say, I, like this is it, not uh kimru kimru thank you very much krovis but uh, so I want to get in their quote on this real quick. Mm -hmm. Our Pretty platform much. does not provide user or subscriber information, doesn't provide <laughs> results that show any pattern of life, preventing its ability to be used as target individuals. Our platform mm. only captures a limited sampling available data and is further restricted to only allowing queries against restricted samples and limited data sets, which all originates from malware, malicious activity, honeypot scans, third parties who provide feeds of the same. The results are then further limited in scope and volume of what's returned. But then so, they say they have visibility into 93% of the internet. So <laughs> I feel like their marketing team might not be commenting. Let's parse this, okay? Does not provide user or subscriber information. I would argue that's true because the vast majority of their data that they're going to have is going to be natted data. So it's going to be this IP address is talking to this IP address, but you don't necessarily know the RFC 1918 IP addresses on that side of the communication. So I think there might be a little bit of parsing of the language <laughs> pair here. We, we, we're also just going to just take their public statement as the truth. Right. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, it. cookie <laughs> usage, URLs visited, like, dude, there's so much personal information in a URL, like just your DNS history. Your DNS DNS history? Like, oh, this is that. That to me. This is a like this is huge tracking. That's or it's complete junk. It's one or the other. It can't be like well, yeah. We have we have all the internet's data, but it's totally anonymized. Like you know how easy it is to de-anonymize data. Like it's so trivial. I, I, I just I just you know. Yeah, I agree, but I think that they could definitely be parsing words in that statement. The Usted said, knowing the inner workings of an ISP, there are data lakes that collect full ISP metadata, and these data lakes are shared to third parties. And most right. of that is NetFlow information that uh, yeah. the ISPs are actually sharing, which honestly, NetFlow information or IP fix information or Zeek information, most of the time I'm willing to bet that it's NetFlow information. Once again, that can tell you a hell of a lot about what's going on. It can tell you a lot, especially if you have context, context. right? Right. Yeah. Like, it's not just the, that information by itself is like 
anonymized almost, right? But if you add context to that and you know where and what you're looking for, you can actually start painting pictures that you kind of couldn't paint before. Correct. If you give me a large enough data set with any unique identifier in it at all, anything, a URL, a DNS name, anything that like, if I went to change my password at Google and it said slash my email, I know who you are. I know your name. I know where you live. Like it's so, it's so trivial. And like, we've seen it many times. You can de-anonymize data at like a large scale. You can be like, you can, I don't know. I, I, this is super creepy. I mean, either that, or it's just a bunch of TLS encrypted nonsense. I guess my, (laughs) like the, the whole common sense approach is if it's valuable enough that the government was willing to spend money on it. It's probably still, still, I come back to, it's like 3.8 million. I know this is going to freak out some people here just a little bit, but oh, no, don't tell me. Don't tell that's me. not very much money at no, all. It's not. It's not. That's true. It, it is kind of a bargain. If you can get 93% of the internet traffic for three mil, that's like, like I, mil, I, I've seen breaches. The trial price for the government. I, I've seen data <laughs> breaches that cost more than that. <laughs> I will, I, I, so I, this is what you said, said not NetFlow, which is sampled. Uh, sometimes it's sampled. Remember with NetFlow, you can set exactly what's the level of fidelity that you're going to have, but, uh, right. not NetFlow data lakes contain full session source, destination, cert, common names, clear text queries, et cetera. All jumped into a fat elastic search right. clusters. And that sounds, that sounds a little bit closer to using, uh, like Zeek level. Uh, yeah. Quality. And it's all under the guise of, oh, it's for malware. And that's what, that's what the team Seamru or whatever says is that it's like, it's, it's related to botnets or it's related to spam or it's related to, but like, it's threat intelligence. It, yeah. What, yeah. It's threat intelligence, but what like, threat? what? what isn't related like if my computer is like sending spam messages does that mean like oh yeah. and here's my bank account details like I, I feel like i'm giving the same data to the person that b- botted my computer than i am to this like i don't know this is why yeah. i only use google for my dns because i trust them with my data i, I do want to uh, <laughs> shout out team Kumri. team Kumri is actually has a really good news feed dragon bites news you can rec- you can subscribe to their email feed and a lot of their stuff comes to our news feed and uh they email about four to five emails a day and it's excellent like beginning of the day what's going on if i subscribe feed. to their feed does that pull me out of their data lake that they're selling to the government with all my personal <laughs> info <laughs> in it because i'm they not super i'm not a big fan of that can i pay them to take my data out of their lake <laughs> i don't know I mean, it's hard because I love OSINT. I love collecting this data yeah. on my own. I do it all the time. I scrape random websites just for fun. I This is a hobby of mine. I love collecting intelligence, but I also don't love it when someone is monetizing my personal data that I have, like someone's getting Corey? rich from my, I'd like to sell this myself. Just, just hey, let me. Corey, also, Corey are, yeah. are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, John. Are, are we building tools that bad people could use? We're bad people. <laughs> well, no, you guys are. All right, let's 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 cross the line here. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I am stepping out of the room. Oh, yeah. Man, and next that's... up, we're going to talk about the open source tool debate in computer security, <laughs> and then we're going to decide which implant framework is the best. Brutal. Oh, here we go, <laughs> everybody. So, oh, oh. so I don't know. Are there any other st- final stories that you all want to want to go to? Because I'm tired. <laughs> It's eleven thirty at night. The here. sim swap one, the sim swap one that Ralph threw in. Oh yeah, sim swap. So we just kind of talked about, uh, you know, yeah. Well, we were just kind of talking about hackers, you know, getting hacked, and then like, but this is like facing real consequences. 
So I guess one of the uh, sim swappers was <laughs> abducted, beaten, and held for two hundred thousand oh. dollar ransom. So this is like real life um, ransomware. Real so <laughs> yeah. this guy was at, so, so wait, this guy was at the bottom it, of the barrel of the sim ransomware it, group. So is just it so called cybercrime if you're beating someone up in Dude, person? No, they have <laughs> yeah. the uh, they have literally like physical threats as a service where you pay someone to go. Yes. And, oh yes. yeah. That's not cyber crime. That's just crime. <laughs> that's just crime. No, no, it's crime as a platform. It's crime as a platform. It's going to think it's cool crime, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is what? What can happen if you screw up? Uh, the idea is is that the kinetic world can come find you just as much as the... Yeah. You know, I feel like that's uh, something that isn't spoken cool. a lot you about. Admit, though. You yeah. got to admit, he had a badass handle. His name was Foreshadow. Like, oh, he did God, not see this. Why one is coming. it that the sixteen-year-olds always have the best shot <laughs> handles? Best names. I just we feel like names, man. out here. I've been Strand JS my whole life. I want something. Cool, you can like, do better. Bro. Go with Wintermute. That's a good one. Wintermute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone paid the ransom, so uh, we don't know. <laughs> no, the and then and then he That's talked true. to the he talked to That's the FBI so yeah. uh, later on. I will say, if you are a cybercrime group and you're like, why isn't the FBI giving us enough attention? This is a great way to get noticed. <laughs> this is. Do you want to get on the list that uh, Corey was showing me earlier of this, like the, the most wanted? wanted? Yeah. This you is how you get, yeah, this is how you get uh, moved up in the list of the FBI's queue. Is, yeah, GTA <laughs> Cybersecurity, you can get five stars. Stars. His name was Gus. Yeah, Gus? Gus, Gus I gotta be honest, you may be beating up Foreshadow, but your name sucks. You <laughs> 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 better, and I'm not ripping on you. This is me trying to help you out. Yeah, coming up with a better name. We, ha like, yeah we can come up with some rec recommendations. Like, I, I don't know, like I got a recommendation like Prisoner 11618. I think whoa, that might be a good whoa. one. Most Wanted 007, kind of cool. 007, there you yeah. go. $10 million bounty. So oh. what did he do to get like... Did he just not send the money that he got it, paid? Or? Yeah, so pretty much he didn't put out as much as much funds as he was supposed to, and then also like it, this is the two like rival crews, sim swapping crews, and yes. they have crews now. Oh, yeah. they have Dude, more than it crews. Is, it's it a is, whole yeah, thing. It's a whole. Shop. It's crazy. It's pretty. Crazy. And it also involves physical crime. So I guess I'm not that surprised because the sim swapping usually involves they run in, they steal some kind of the physical device that the um, retail people use. And then they do as many as they can. And then. So this guy um, was actually talking about getting jobs at cell phone companies. And yeah. as he was begging for the person to pay 200K, he was saying, hey, I'll get a job wherever you want and do the SIM swaps. Just give them the 200K. I'll work it off. I promise. But the one thing to think about, too, is they're not targeting money. They're targeting crypto. And they're looking for yeah. that SIM swap and the right -factor for the two factor yeah. for the two yeah. factor. Yeah. yeah. Give me that so the moral of the story is don't uh, tell people you have crypto. Don't do crime. Don't do crime. That's a good hot. one. Crypto was hot. How many of you knew people that were like, oh, yeah, you know, I made like, you know, $100,000, $200,000 on crypto and they're talking about it constantly on Facebook and stuff? It's just, yeah, don't do that. You know what? Talking about you, it right now. You, you know what you could do to uh, identify <laughs> yeah. all the crypto whales is you could use that big data set of ninety three percent of the world's uh, internet traffic, and you could find mm. all the whales real quick. All the whales <laughs> for one easy because payment of five million. Was it three point five million dollars? Yeah, but that's you the military price, dude. That, you know, they have a cheaper price if you're not the military. <laughs> yeah, and that that's our expensive price. Yeah, that's okay. not. 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those. It is interesting when it go, you know, when when it gets real. Like it's yeah. that's there. A lot of these attackers, I feel like they're typing on a keyboard and they don't realize things are real. But then they're sitting in the back of the car getting beaten up, and they're like, "It was real, guys. It was real. Just so you know, this wasn't a threat that I got on Xbox Live. This is real. This happened." He flagged that. He said, "If this happens to sim swappers, what happens to the guy who leaks ransomware groups internal source code? You don't want to know." Like I won't hear about that, it. That's 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 messing with like Eastern European and Asian like like. Right. It's not what happens to them; it's what no happens idea. to their family. Like we were we were just talking about this too. The uh, ransomware, the Eastern uh, European district of ransomware. Um, they may be having to relocate sometime soon, so we might catch a bunch more soon. Right? You, yeah, uh, we, you never know. They're going to move to South Dakota. <laughs> they're going to move to South. It's like the Argentina <laughs> of Russia over there. John gets some like you, Eastern European neighbors. Infrared meetings are very well attended by people who speak russian great <laughs> they're asking to plug into john's fiber hey you already ran the line can we just run it over here yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah i mean i guess like that it, it, the the one takeaway that's interesting from my perspective is that we're just seeing rent like cyber crime is just organized crime now yeah it's just it gangs like it, yeah. there's no like yes there's lapses which there's 16 year olds hacking uber for fun but this is this pays this is okay. just on another list. Yeah, you've got extortion, you've got, you know, racketeering, and then you've got cybercrime. Just throw it like it's it should be part of your standard repertoire if you're a gangster now. So why do you rob yeah. banks? Because it's where the money's as where why do you do cybercrime? Because it's where the money is at. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Their businesses. They have employees that, that they apparently don't pay well enough not to leak their source code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah really what are the benefits for gang membership nowadays do they give full health care or uh, full health care win in my gang they have a handbook somebody can, somebody can send that to me like what is the benefits package for these What's the benefits package one free free stripper night at the club you're there no one else is allowed to be there it's just you Ooh. if if you get beaten up if you get you can choose the gender you can choose you could it's all it's, it's all it's, taken care it's of all, it's all on uh it's all on the all uh, hr management it. app it's it's all on the hr management <laughs> app it's it's in there yeah Oh my God! There's All right, that's it, everybody. We're, we're going off the rails. That's it. <laughs> Philip, Ryan, please, please, God, the duration. 